0: what God's doing in people's lives. And um, as most of you know, sometimes Karen and I share together, and and one of the themes that we've been really exploring at our team training on Wednesday mornings, which about 30 or 40 of you guys have been coming along to have been great mornings together, um, has been about growing together. And uh, so we're going to explore that theme today. Uh, for a little while, and just talk about what that looks like for us as a community. Now, if you're visiting with us, you know, listen in, enjoy, and uh, and, and we welcome you to be part of things, and of course, enjoy some coffee and uh, fellowship afterwards, but one of the things for us um, in our community, it's so important in today's day and age to be growing together, to con- be connecting, to be understanding one another, but also to be encouraging one another. And so that's kind of where we're going to go today. Uh, But I'll just pray just before we start. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. And we ask that you would pour out more and more and more of your goodness in us, in our community and in our region. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your word. We pray you would strengthen us and sharpen us today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, um, in society today one of the things that is uh, really obvious is that connection and that tribalism doesn't exist. And we're so separated from each other in so many ways and we have distance, um, you know, uh, from a lot of ages past, there was so much more community, there was so much more going on. They needed each other uh, and they needed to rely on each other's trades and skills and um, resources to be able to, help their community or a village or a tribe exist. We don't have that today. We go to a shop, we buy something plastic off a shelf, and we consume it in our our little units. And so Christianity can become like that as well. And we can become like that individually. And so growing together means we need each other. And I want to start reading from Ephesians 4.16. It says, From whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint, with which it is equipped, when it when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Our world needs unified churches who grow together, who are multi skilled and multi-talented and multi just diverse in each way of what God's given us so that we can reflect His kingdom to the world around us. In a world that is very separate, it's very manufactured, it's very plastic, it's very cold, uh, we need a church that is alive with the fruits of the Spirit, the fruit of the kingdom of God, and that requires you. That requires what God has put in you. And so for us, growing together means all of us bringing to the table our gifts and talents, all of us bringing together what God has placed in us and seeing what God will do with that.
1: The Bible says that you are the light of the world. You. You can look at the person next to you and tell them you are the light of the world. That's what Jesus speaks over you. And over us collectively, he says, a city on a hill cannot be hidden, that our light collectively shines so brightly That what's inside of you, the light that's in you, the people around you need it. And sometimes we can forget that. We can become so accustomed to the blessing that we have and the incredible goodness of God in our lives that we can forget that we need to be shining this goodness and shining the beauty of who Jesus is to those around because those around need what's in you those around need the light that's in you. And when collectively as a family, as God's body, the the people of God right here, when we come together and shine what God's placed in us, the Bible says a city on a hill cannot be hidden. It cannot be. That light shines so brightly. And as we grow together as kingdom family, we begin to shine brighter and brighter and brighter. Amen? Growing together is about growing together as a family and it's also about growing as who we are as individuals because as I grow, as you grow, as we all begin to keep growing on our own growth journeys, it encourages and strengthens those around and we then begin to collectively grow together. Growth is something very natural and very organic. It's something if you're a gardener and you're out in the garden, you know you can't force it. You can't make it happen. Growth is something that God has supernaturally breathed into your life and mine and into this earth. But growth is what we are created for. He didn't create us to be saved, full stop, end of story. He, that's the beginning point of what he then wants to release through our lives. And that growth journey is, is our privilege of saying yes to him, of shining, increasing measure of what he places within us. One of the joys about growing together that I love is that we get to cheer and champion one another on each of our journeys. That is one of my greatest joys. We've been spending time in the last few weeks with Jonah, our amazing youth pastor. Yes. (laughs) We have been having some fun times of really envisioning and getting excited about what growth looks like for the youth ministry. We have been dreaming about some amazing new big ticket items for our youth ministry, sewing into the next gen, having some fun. And I was saying in the office the other day, because we were looking at ordering a few really big fancy things for youth ministry, and I'm like, I'm so excited. I feel like this is happening to me right now, even though I know I'm not a youth anymore. But you see, when one part of the body gets a promotion... When one part of the family gets an increase, we all do. And it is super exciting. And we have the privilege in our growth journey together of cheering each other on. You know, in the world, when someone grows or succeeds, a lot of people just want to chop them down, criticism, judge, maybe jealousy creeps in of, oh, why are they doing that? Why are they saying that? I'm just going to critique everything about it. That's not the spirit of God that's the spirit of the world. And that spirit is not in us. <laughs> so we have the privilege as the family of God of coming in an opposite spirit, cheering one another on, lifting each other up even higher than we can go, championing one another. And that is a privilege that we have here as a family, that we get to grow together and cheer for one another in our growth journey.
0: Yeah. Over the years, it's it's been 13 years we've been senior pastors. And one of the things that I've recognized, and it's, it's one of those things that is always a frustration point, is that the enemy sometimes takes out our best, our best ones. And, and why I say that is because some people who are gifted, they're called and talented, anointed, and whatever other words you want to use, they have a, a lot of desire in them. And after a while, unmet desire through disappointment or through whatever circumstances can often cause a derailment. And in that derailment comes division and maybe even a separation. And so right now there's millions of amazing believers in the Lord who are needed in the kingdom, in the body of Christ. But because of some splintering or some jadedness or some scenario that's gone on, and believe me, everyone in this room has had a scenario. No one is isolated with that. Everyone has had an opportunity for offense. Everyone has had an opportunity to be disappointed in church, in the leadership, in me, in my preaching, in no socks, in whatever you want. It... it. it, (laughs) that you will find something to be disappointed in in church. Why? Because we are just a random ragtag family, just like everyone else. And so we'll stuff things up from time to time. We'll sing songs that you don't like or whatever it is. There's always something going on, but that's what family is. And so we overlook that. We bring to the table out of the heart of God, our service, what we can. And sometimes every now and then someone... We'll come in and, and either they're new or maybe they're not fellowshipping in the church and I'll say, We need you, we need you in the body, we need you. Oh, well, you know, you you've got it wrong. You do, you should do this, you should. And I said, Well, come on into the camp and do it with us. Come on because we're more powerful together. And so it's one of those things over the years that I've recognized that to grow together means being unified. It means being unified. The next one is going deeper together. As Karen referred to um, gardening, I have to tap in here with my gardening (laughs) ideas. Um, My garden hasn't gone too well this winter. I've admitted that to some of our other fellow gardeners in the house. Um, But deep roots create deep fruit. And the deeper we go in our roots with the Lord, with his word, with prayer, with seeking him, and just even being willing out of obedience, sometimes that's all it takes. Is just deep obedience. When we do that, He then reflects the rest. He then brings about the fruit. Sometimes it's really frustrating if we spend, maybe we say, okay, I'm going to give the Lord the first fruits, I'm going to pray and seek Him. We do that for a few weeks and we don't see much happen. Don't give up. Don't give up. Because more often than not, and we've seen this so many times in our lives, when we commit something to Him, In surprising, normally backdoor, random ways, he comes through and he upgrades and he provides promises. He provides breakthroughs. He is always faithful on his word. He is always faithful with his kids. If he will look after the sparrow, how much more then will he look after you? How much more is he already looking out for you? And wanting to release good things and promote you and bless you. And so going deeper, even though sometimes it can sound hard, it's actually not. It just means getting more into his heart.
1: I was listening to a podcast yesterday while I was driving. I had a nice little drive um, down to McLaren Valley. Anyone else love listening to podcasts while they're in the car and just filling themselves up? And I was listening to this pastor share, and he said in his early years of faith, he heard someone speak about... Um, the closet, praying in the closet, the closet room, the secret place. And he said, I literally thought that that was the thing. And he said, I turned my closet into my prayer room. And it reminded me that many years ago, I did the same thing. I turned my walk-in wardrobe into my prayer room. So we had three little kids at home and there wasn't a lot of space to actually hide away and pray. So I put a little, back then it was CD players. I know that sounds foreign now. It sounds very strange. But I put my little CD player and my Bible and and I would go in and I'd close my little walk-in wardrobe door and I would get on my face and I'd pray. But going deeper looks like something. Going deeper looks like time with Jesus. It looks like time in his presence It looks like creating a space and a place where we actually go in to meet with him and we go to be with him, to be filled by him, to be changed by him and transformed by him. Now, you don't have to turn your walk-in wardrobe or your closet into your prayer room. It doesn't have to be that way. That's not the whole thing. But going deeper with Jesus and going deeper in our faith, it looks like time with him. And that might be in your car, it might be in your bedroom, it might be wherever it is that you have space and you have time, but actually saying, I want to go deeper with the Lord. I'm hungry for more of who he is in my life. I know he has changed me in one moment and he has done more in me by his spirit and by his presence that I could accomplish on my own. I know that. And I know that comes from time with him in his presence. I know it comes from closing the door and saying no to some other things and prioritizing him. And when we prioritize him, he does incredible things through us. And in us and in the people around us. And going deeper together looks like a people in a place who say, we're hungry for more. Lord, we love what you've given us. And we want to steward what you've given us well. And we want to take that and multiply that for your glory. But it's not just about the outer things. It's really about here. He's jealous for our hearts, our love, our affection. Do you know he feels things? He's not just a distant God that's out there sitting on his throne that you pray to and sometimes go, well, I can't hear him. Is he he there? Is he listening? He's not distant. He's in you by his spirit. He's with us and he longs for us. More than we long for him, the Bible tells us. His love for us is fierce and strong and deep and wide. It's unquenchable, unyielding, unconditional. It's powerful. It's what allowed him to give his only son for us. This love is all-consuming and all-powerful. And he's calling us as we grow together to go deeper together. Because like Marty said, deep roots produce deep fruit, incredible fruit. And as we do that together, something supernatural is released. Just like on Sundays when we come together and worship together, it's so special and so precious. And as we spend more and more and more time with the Lord individually, that increases corporately. And as we go deeper together, we begin to grow together in a whole new way.
0: You may have never thought about this, but I think you probably got an example you could just picture in your head of someone sometime in your life who has gone deep with the Lord and has gone deep in their relationship. And it's interesting because you can't help but get drawn into the vortex with them. It's one of those contagious, mysterious parts about the kingdom of God. And that is when iron rubs up against iron, we get sharpened together and so, the more of us that learn and continue to encourage one another in going deep with Him, then we get drawn into a new place. We get drawn into a new, fresh season together. This year, uh, I am a gardener. I love our organic veggie garden. And um, this winter, normally winter, I have so many broccoli, cauliflower, onions, everything, just, just, just. Way too much to our kids don't even like vegetable soup anymore because we've OD'd on it. But this year, for some reason, I've got my ideas. I did not get a very good harvest at all. It was the leanest I've ever got. And so it's interesting... The timing and the seed are really, really important. What we do on Sundays is the seed and the timing. And I wonder then, the fertilizer and the rain, I wonder the daily routines that we have is the fertilizing and the watering. One of the things years and years and years ago that we set up was a daily routine. A daily routine. Now, this might sound like a Tony Robbins session, but it's not. This is the kingdom of God. If you don't have a daily routine with the Lord, I encourage you, go for it. Set one up. You might want to get yourself Oswald Chambers' famous old daily devotional, which I still read. Karen still reads to this day, my utmost of his highest. And it's a great devotional on going deep. It's simple. It's clear. Then you read some scripture, and it's a great way to start. But he's a deep man. He was a deep man. He gave his life, essentially for the Lord and his wife continued on his work, but it's a deep read. It's a deep dive. And so if you want to be challenged, you're going to have to just get a little bit uncomfortable and go a little bit deeper. But it's powerful when we as a community tap into something deeper because shallow stuff can only feed you for so long. And then you need something more. You need something deeper. If we really want to see signs, wonders, miracles, healing, salvation of the lost, transforming of people's lives, we're going to have to go somewhere we haven't been. We're going to have to go deeper together, not just one. So I challenge you, draw me into your vortex. Draw me into your vortex. Do you get me? Do you get what I'm saying? Or have I just lost everyone this morning? Awesome Keith, Keith, well done. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing thing when iron is sharpening iron. Good. Yeah,
1: Joshua 1.8 says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it then you'll be prosperous and successful. I love Joshua. I love Joshua 1. I love be strong and courageous. But this is a key right here. When we get into the Word of God, when we get into that secret place, when you get into your walk-in wardrobe and close the door or, or wherever it is, when you get into His presence and when you get into His Word and begin to feed on it, something shifts and changes and happens in your life. This is God's promise here. It's not just a nice idea. Meditate on my word day and night, then you will be prosperous. Who wants to be prosperous and successful? Who thinks, give me a wave if you think that's a really nice idea? Well, this here is a big key to that. Meditate on his word. I was learning this week and just encouraged again in reading Scripture about how there's so many ways we can. And and you know what? When I come to the Word of God, one thing I do is I read the passage of Scripture that I'm reading, and I actually ask questions of the Lord. I'm like, Lord, what are you saying in this? What's happening? You know how sometimes it says, you know, and therefore, la, la, la. It means that whatever went before is a key to what, is being spoken. So when you read the Bible, don't just wrote read it and keep going and going and then walk away and go, Oh, I don't know if I got much out of that today. Read it and actually begin to ask, what is God speaking right now? What are they saying? What does this mean? What is God speaking in this particular passage? And then begin to ask, Lord, what are you speaking to me? And then begin to ask the Lord. How can I be filled with this and how can this flow through me? And when we read it as a living word, as something that can transform us and change us and go deep inside of us, then we become changed and transformed. The way we read the scripture, the way we meditate on his word, the way we fix our hearts on him can be one of the most glorious experiences in our walk with the Lord. But if we don't know how or if we've become dry in that, I want to encourage you, begin to read afresh and begin to question and ask the Lord what he's saying in those passages. Begin to really meditate on it. Day and night, meditate. Don't just read it, but begin to think on it. Begin to take it in. Begin to breathe it in. Begin to ask the Holy Spirit to make it come alive in you. And then you can read one verse and then you can come alive all day or all week on one little passage because you're undone by the goodness of God. You find his glory in his word, in his promises, in who he is. His word brings life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to finish with really a command from the Lord for every single human. This is his purpose for you, his purpose for me, his purpose for us as believers. And it comes from Genesis chapter 9, verse 7. It says, As for you, be fruitful and increase in number. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. There is a multiplication calling on every believer. It's God's design is that you would multiply. I'm not just talking about kids. I'm talking about your gifting, your talents, your what you're called to, what you can bring into, um, into this, your world, our world, what we can actually see multiplied and replicated and increased for his glory. Because each one of you has a gift and talent that is unique, that's needed on the earth right now. God's plan is... And purpose for you is to bless you and prosper you. And one of the things that the enemy will try and come is still kill and destroy our confidence and our calling and our gifting. He'll make us doubt ourselves, especially in this social media crazed world. We're all bombarded by this stuff. You're not good enough. You're not as good as them. You're not good enough. You're not as good as them. And so it's competition all the time. It's not how God designed us to live and breathe and understand our nature He designed us to understand who we are in him. And when we know we're sons and daughters of the living God, we're part of the royal family, the ultimate royal family, then we know that as sons and daughters, we have the inheritance. And in the inheritance, he says, go and spend it. Because you know what? We only have this time here on earth to spend the inheritance. We only have these years that we're here on earth to spend what he's given us. When it's up there, we'll just get to bask in it and enjoy his presence, unlimited whatever, paradise. But while we're here on earth, we get to grow and learn and establish and multiply all of what he's given us. And so that's our desire is that us as a community would go to the next level in what it looks like to see his kingdom released here on earth it's a statement we hear all the time let your kingdom come let your will be done and we believe that but what are we going to do about that what's he asking us to do about going to the next level as a community to see his kingdom come
1: Next level is something that God's speaking to us a lot about. And it's something that we feel is on every conversation we're having and, and every place we're going and people that we're speaking to, it's like God is speaking to us next level, next level, next level. The good thing about that that I love is that whenever God speaks something into our life, He brings whatever is needed to accomplish that. And He doesn't speak something to us so that we have to then go and try of our own strength and our own might to accomplish. He speaks something with His spirit breath into us, to then grow that in us and through us. And we really feel as a family here, and even as the body of Christ, you know, corporately and globally, that He is taking us to a new level. There is increase in what He's doing that is coming upon the body of Christ. There have been many trials, there have been many challenges, There have been many really hard times and many still going through hard times. But you see, God doesn't allow that to happen forever. Seasons change. The, The dawning of a new day comes. And though sorrow may last for a night, joy comes in the morning. And there is a shifting of atmospheres happening. There's a shifting of atmospheres happening here. There's a shifting of atmospheres happening in the body of Christ globally. There is a shift taking place. And the enemy has sought to steal, kill and destroy. He has sought to have his heyday in bringing anxiety, depression, fear, absolute paralysis for some people of even being able to function. He has sought to bring a darkness upon the earth, maybe like we haven't seen in our generation. But the Lord is rising in the midst of that darkness in Isaiah 60. Though the darkness may increase, the glory of the Lord is increasing even brighter. And this is the day that we're in. And this is the next level increase. is an increase of who He is in us and through us and all around us. It's the glory of the Lord being released upon the people of God, upon the body of Christ. And we need Him. (laughs) We need Him. We can do what we can do in and of our own tiny little lives. But when His glory comes and when His presence comes and touches us, everything changes, everything shifts, everything moves. Life comes forth all around. You look at the Gospels, every step that Jesus took, life came forth. The blind began to see. The lame would walk. Incredible things would happen. Why? Because Jesus was in the room. Because Jesus was walking through. This is the next level of kingdom living. It is the power of the Holy Spirit in us and through us. And this is why the Lord is calling us to go deeper together and to grow together. Because He's going to release something even greater through us together. It's the next level of who He is in us and through us and all around us. But His glory, I tell you, when His glory shines... You, I mean, you read in the Old Testament about how the glory of the Lord would fall in the temple and everyone would be face down. Can you imagine? The glory of God leaves us speechless, leaves us undone, leaves us completely lost for words. We cannot function when His glory, His heavyweight glory comes. And when He does that, He changes and transforms everything. And he takes the little mustard seed of what we have in our life, the tiny little mustard seed that we're hanging on to by a thread of hope of faith, And he breathes upon it and it turns into something glorious and it comes to life. And it is greater than we could have hoped, dreamed or imagined. You see, in and of ourselves, you know, that that passage of scripture in Ephesians that says that he will give you more than you've hoped, dreamed or imagined. In and of ourselves, that's impossible because we have dreams, amen. We have hopes in our heart. And in many times it's like, how is that possible, God? Read Ephesians. Read about how when the Lord breathes upon his presence and pours out his love and his strength and his power through his glory, read about how he transforms our lives. It's his glory that releases. It's his presence that releases more than we could hope, dream or imagine. And he accomplishes it by the power of his spirit. This is next level. And this is what he is shifting in the atmosphere over the body of Christ today.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's a good day to be alive. Yeah. It's a challenging, <laughs> it's a challenging time, and uh, and we have realised more than ever, the older we're getting, yeah. that we've always got to be asking the Lord, what is next, yeah. what is next, and the truth is, we in this region, in this community, need to be a testimony to the next generation of the goodness of God, yeah. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've been continually challenged in the last few months about, okay, what the next generation is going to throw at us some curveballs as a church, as churches, there's going to be curveballs coming in. It's like, how do we handle that? What about that? How do we, what do we do here? I don't know. None of us know. But the truth is, like Karen said, the power of the Holy Spirit will cut through a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of stuff. And ever since the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit fell on humanity... He said, guys, you get to go and do the stuff. You get to go and do the stuff. He didn't just nuclear bomb earth with the Holy Spirit and say, okay, I'm just going to continually do it over and over again. No, he said, you go now. Go into the world, preach the gospel. And so every single one of us in this room... We have a calling. We have a mantle to take up. And many are. And it's amazing to see. But we want that to go to the next level. Remember what I said last week? Anyone remember? 10X. 10X. (laughs) Let's 10X whatever God is doing in us right now. Let's ask Him to multiply and multiply and multiply. So I want you to stand. And we're going to pray and bless you guys. The worship team can come up. 10x you'll hear it's a common saying in business and stuff just 10x and if you want to connect with us you're welcome to in any way but we we know there's visitors here for baptisms but Anyone who's hungry in this room just for more of God, for the 10x anointing, for multiplication, for growing together, going deeper. Let's just lift our hands and we just want to bless God over us this morning as a, as a church, as individuals.
1: Yeah. Father, we thank you for your presence here in this place this morning. And we honor you with everything that is within us. And Lord, we fix our eyes upon your eyes this morning and we gaze upon your goodness and your glory. And Lord, we're so grateful for who you are and we're so grateful for for your incredible love for us. But Father, this morning we're praying, we're praying with all our hearts that you would take us deeper into your heart and deeper into your presence by your Spirit. Father, I ask this morning that you would breathe upon every single one of us a fresh hunger, a fresh longing for more of you, Lord. That you would birth something deep within us to get on our faces before you, Lord, like never before. That you would lead us, Holy Spirit, into the Holy of Holies, into the throne room of the King. That you would lead us face to face and spirit to spirit with the one who is love himself. The very glory of God. Lord, lead us and take us deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until all that has held us or or left us in bondage or brokenness seems so distant on the shoreline that as you lead us and take us deeper and we're completely head over heels deep in who you are, Lord, that we will realize that we're completely made new. Every longing, every dream is fulfilled in you, in your heart, in your presence, in your love. Oh, God, there's more, there's more. So for every hungry heart here this morning, Father, as you look to and fro upon the people, upon hungry hearts. Lord, for every hungry heart here this morning, for every heart that is calling out for more, for every heart right now that's asking you, Lord, I'm asking Father that you would come upon them by your Spirit right now. That you would fall like fire right now upon every heart, Lord. You see, you know the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance and ultimately we're disappointed, but you look at the heart, you see the heart you see the depths of who we are you see the good, you see the broken you see everything in between and you adore every part of us because you created us and you love us and because we're yours you would do anything for us and you've done it all so that we could be yours. So Father this morning for every heart that's reaching out, for every heart that's hungry come like fire come like fire, come like fire, come like fire fire. fire upon the altar come like fire upon the altar come like fire come like fire and release an unquenchable hunger and unquenchable longing for so much more of you Lord Holy Spirit come, Holy Spirit pour out in Jesus we pray, come like fire come like fire come like fire come like fire on the altar of every hungry heart every hungry heart right now, right now, right now, there be fire on the altar. Lord, we just bless what
0: Jesus. you're doing. We bless your name. And Lord, we just lay down any stuff that has got in the way of our relationship yeah, with you disappointments, fears, habits, other stuff that gets in the way. Lord, we lay it aside and we ask for you to come and make yourself real to us again. Make yourself known to us again. Anyone in this room who maybe has walked away from the Lord or not been walking with him closely, now's a great time just to reconnect with Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm yours. I'm yours. It's all you have to say. You don't have to do too much. He just wants obedience. He wants you. He wants you. He wants you to be in relationship with Him so He can bless you and speak to you and release His love into your life. So Lord, we say, come. Come and have your way. Come and have your way in us and through us as a church, as individuals. Lord, we say release your kingdom, release your power, release your glory and your love in and through us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Awesome. Bless you guys. Well, we're going to hang around now and... uh, Share some time together. If you're a visitor, we'd love to give you a free coffee and say hello. And thank you so much for coming out this morning. Make sure you congratulate some of the guys who got baptized. Have a great week. We'll see you Wednesday night for prayer or Sunday.